Todd for breakfast. All right, we have a, a special guest in the studio with us this morning. Uh, we're joined by uh, Shana. How are you doing? Great to hear. Now, a big thank you for uh, coming in to, to have a chat with us because uh, uh, you, you reached out to myself because uh, you wanted to have a chat about something, this, this not-for-profit uh, organisation that you started. And uh, when I was reading about it, I'm just like, oh, this doesn't exist already, uh, which does seem quite shocking in a way, and I'm sure as you've discovered in your journey here. So, yeah, tell us about yourself and, uh, yeah, this not-for-profit organisation uh, that you've started recently. Hi, so hi, good morning. I'm Shana. Um, I'm a midwife here in residing in Geraldton. I recently created a non-for-profit foundation, the Reynolds Wright Foundation, which provides support for victims and their families in distress who have been affected by misattribute of paternity and paternity fraud. Um, I worked on a case for three and a half years with a friend uncovering a very tragic, sad case of misattribute of paternity. And through our journey over three years of trying to find knowledge and information, um, we quickly identified that there was nothing in the way of support services to help victims like my friend um, and his family who had been suffering from these issues. So I teamed up and got a bit of a group together and we decided to create a foundation. We approached the Department of Mines and in Department of Mines and Petroleum and Resources, and we incorporated the foundation on the sixth of April this year. So we are now a, um, yeah, an incorporated association. We then set our sights on becoming a nationally recognised charity. So we applied to the ACNC to receive that status. Um, that was another huge process that took nearly seven months of persistence and determination to get that across the line, uh, purely because it was the first and it is quite unique. It was the only one of its kind in Australia. There's over 60,000 registered charities with the ACNC at the moment and all very similar in a way, but this one really stood out above um, being out on its own. Mm. So there was lots of legalities and lots of, um, yeah, I guess it was a bit of a tricky one to yeah. how we were actually going to set it up. We, we've spoken about uh, off air briefly that um, trying to navigate and just learn all the different legalities just from state to state and territory to territory, I'm sure, because uh, I, mean, I guess where it stands in Western Australia could be very different different as it is in Queensland. So as you say, you're taking this not-for-profit nationally, um, it, it means you've got to learn a whole lot more because you'll be taking phone calls from right around the country and uh, trying to figure out, well, what can we actually do? Um, you, you mentioned a, a story where, um, yeah, um, a father discovered that, you know, the, the son that he was raising wasn't biologically his. And so you were trying to sort out and find means of removing, um, I suppose, his name from the birth certificate because he's not the biological father. So there's just so many, I guess, varied and different ways you've got to navigate um, you know, when things like this are discovered, it's got to be overwhelming in a way. Yeah, it is quite. Um, and like you mentioned, so the family law jurisdiction operates under the same rules and regulations except for Western Australia. Mm. They operate under the WA Family Court only. So it's obviously been learning all the different rules and regulations and same as the legal aid, which um, that states how to, you know, um, amend and correct birth certificates and every legal aid is different from state to state on mm. how you do remove a father's name off the birth certificate. So I guess I'm not sure if you're really aware, but, yeah, I mean, how how are people dealing with this, with these discoveries then? Because, I mean, they've got to feel quite powerless because, I mean, 
I mean, what what were they doing before, I guess, your not-for-profit started? Um, to be honest, a lot of people, a lot of the victims that we have been approached by are actually the partners of these men um, mm. because I guess the men are actually just too traumatised to deal with this and to speak about it. So we are approached by, you know, families and parents of these victims, um, partners of these victims. So we help and support and guide them, I guess, to help and support their their husbands and mm. their, fa- their the fathers that have been affected by this. Because mm, I'm sure as well. Um, I mean, greatly affected by that as well, but then they're also probably considering the child's welfare as well because, I mean, it's just not one person involved with this. It'd be many. And, yeah, as you said, it's just got to be so traumatising and so difficult, yeah, A, just to talk about it and, um, B, I suppose, um, deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. This affects not only... Um, the father that's been identified, this affects the father that has missed out on the opportunity mm. to raise his child as well. We can't forget about that. This affects brothers and sisters that have grown up with a brother or a sister thinking that, believing that they've been, you know, their family and they never, ever were. Um, this affects grandparents. This affects aunties, uncles. Mm. There's a massive, wow. a whole world that this affects. It's not just the identified father that was mm. falsely identified, I guess. Yeah, okay. Uh, we are chatting to, to Sharma, um, talking about the not-for-profit organisation uh, that she's co-founded um, to um, yeah help uh, victims um, of misattribute of paternity and paternity fraud. So uh, there might be people out there who be like, oh my gosh, I need your help or know someone I would really benefit from your help. So what's the best way for people to reach out to you and to ask these questions as to what they can actually do? Uh, so we've gone live with a website, reynoldsright.com.au, and we've also got a Facebook page, which we try and post regularly on. Um, at the moment, we're building a library of support resources, which um, includes, you know, we've got family dispute resolution practitioners. So they obviously help the family um, as they navigate these um, cases of misattribute of paternity that have been identified within their family dynamics. And we've got individual, we've got couples counselling, we've got specific children's counselling, then we've got um, designated services specifically that um, focus just helping men and their mental health and wellbeing. Um, We've got children's support services. um, We've got child support services because that's another huge issue. Um, Obviously, these men have been paying child support for these children that are Um, not biologically theirs for quite some time, but it's not as easy as making one phone call to Child Support Australia to cease child support payments. They're still held accountable to pay for this child, um, even if they do have a legal DNA, which states that they're not the biological father. So we've teamed up with a lady, um, she's over east, but she does lots via um, Zoom um, she is, her name's Crystal and she's a child support consultant. She worked for CSA for 14 years and really understood how difficult the system is to navigate, especially for pe- for families when they ring up and every time you get someone else at the call centre. So she's gone out on her own now and created her own private company to support families, men, fathers, women, um, who need help trying to navigate the child support system. And Crystal can do things, work with fathers um, and apply for court-ordered DNA testing on behalf of them. She can apply for the birth certificate correction. She can apply for child support to be ceased. So she's been an amazing, handy resource that we're really excited to find. Um, And the only one good thing about Child Support Australia, it is nationwide. So although Crystal resides over East, she can help anyone in any state throughout the whole of Australia. 
Australia. Wow. So, yeah, for those out there who felt like that they are alone, that there wasn't any support or help there, um, there is. And uh, it's just growing and growing and growing. So, uh, yeah, please uh, do reach out to uh, Shana and Likes over there. Um, it's absolutely tremendous um, what you and uh, those with you have started. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to go a long way to helping uh, a lot of people. So um, is there anything else you, you would like to mention before we do finish up today? Uh, we've just also on the website, we've got a list of accredited DNA paternity testing labs, which is also Australia wide. So if anyone has any doubts, um, even if they don't want to reach out and contact us, you could still via the website, find a company which will support you to um, complete a DNA paternity testing. Um, and there is three ways that you can kind of go about it. There's a legal DNA test, which requires kits will be sent to yourself or to your doctor, and then you'll go in and get a formal, um, you have to take your photo ID and it's a formal process and sample that is done. Um, or you can go online through these companies and buy an at-home peace of mind DNA test that they're about $200, whereas a legal DNA test will set you back about $500. And like I said, that's for peace of mind only. So if you did uncover a case of misattribute of paternity, then you would still have to go through the formal process of a legal DNA test, but at least it would give you that peace of mind. And then no one actually needs to know about it um, if you had just done a DNA at-home test. Or now there is actually prenatal. DNA testing. So from seven weeks gestation in a pregnancy, you, the mother can go and have a blood test done um, and establish paternity between a father as well. And that's a very safe, non-invasive, it's literally 10 mils of blood taken from the mum. So it's, it doesn't harm the baby in any way. Um, the, the, you know, the identified father goes and has the same blood test done and then then they can have confirmed through there as well that this is or isn't their child. Um, and again, that doesn't stack up in the court of law. So you would have to wait till the child once is born um, and then have a formal DNA test done. But at least again, throughout a whole 40 week pregnancy, it does give you the um, reassurance that yes, this child is yours or no, it's not. All right. So yeah, Google Reynolds Wright Foundation to find out more information, uh, to reach out to uh, Shana and the likes uh, to uh, to get that support, to uh, help answer those questions uh, that uh, yeah you are looking uh, for the answers for. So uh, look, Shana, thank you so much. Um, I'd re really love to catch up with you probably in a few months' time, just see how everything is going, because um, I'm sure, yeah, um, you guys are growing, uh, you're learning more, and I'm sure you're going to come up with more ways to uh, help those out there who are looking for it. So, uh, Shana, thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me in.